0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Keaton. Yay! Hi, everyone. (laughs) So, I guess just tell us, like, a little about yourself, where everyone can find you, your different social channels. For anyone who doesn't know me, I'm Keaton
1: and I am 23 years old. I almost just said 22 because I like still feel weird that I'm 23. Um, But I'm 23 years old and I just graduated from Arizona State University in May. Um, And I'm a YouTuber. I have a clothing brand. Um, I have a podcast kind of so i basically do all the social things that like every influencer does clothing brand youtube i've been on youtube for six almost seven years now so it's been quite a while i feel like me and gretchen i feel like we've been on almost the same like amount Mm -hmm. of time how long have you been on
0: i think eight years now i think i started a little before you which is crazy yeah
1: that's a long time when you
0: think about it but yes i just (laughs) do social media and that's what i do Oh, and I live so, in Arizona. <laughs> okay, so, and then your YouTube and your Instagram, your YouTube is your first and last name, but your Instagram is just your first name, right?
1: Yeah, my Instagram handle's so annoying. Um, it's my first name with every letter twice. So it's K-K-E-E-A-A-T-T-O-O-N-N. It's Keaton. I've always wanted to change it, but it's kind of like I made it when I was really young and I feel like it's like part of me now. I'm like emotionally attached to things that I shouldn't be, but I'm very <laughs> emotionally attached to my instagram handle that i won't change but everything else is just keaton milburn
0: Mm -hmm. wait i actually love that and i think in my head like you know how in your head you can think of people's instagram handles or like their last names but you've never really said it or really i don't even know what i'm trying to say like actually realize what they are i think in my head it was just your name like keaton with a bunch of n's at the end but it really is with each letter twice like i didn't even realize
1: each letter twice and i always think about it because when i started instagram and like probably same with you like no one was on instagram and i could have so easily just had the name keaton and like that would have been so cute why i didn't do that i'm like not sure (laughs) Um, and the guy who has it, like, won't give it to me. I've asked him. I'm like, please give me your Instagram handle, but yeah, so it's just going to be my
0: name with every letter twice. That's how I got my handle because mine used to be, Oh, Gretchen loves beauty back when it was called that. Yes. And i wanted it to switch to my name and someone had a fan page with my first and last name and i dm them and i was like hey like love you that's so sweet that you made this page but like can i have my name back in were like oh my god sure and so they changed their name so that i could like take it back but that's really sad that you can't just have keaton because that would be fun i know i i do have the handle keaton milbert like i have it it's Mm -hmm. like a private
1: account or whatever Um, but I just want Keaton. (laughs) I just want my first name.
0: That's basically about Keaton. That's what she's up to, and I thought we could give you guys a little bit of background of, like, how we met and everything like that. We were just kind of chatting off the air. (laughs) It's really funny to think back to old memories, but I actually remember, Keaton, I don't know if you know this, but I found your channel probably back in the day when you started or maybe, like, a year, like, when you were pretty early on YouTube, people kept commenting on my YouTube videos and they were like, um, you should watch this girl. And like, she reminds me of you. She, people kept saying that you looked like me. And I remember going to your videos being like, okay, we don't look alike. Like she has long blonde hair and we have the same (laughs) Melville sweater, but we don't look alike. (laughs) And I was like, everyone always tries to say that about blondes. They're like, you guys look so similar. I'm like, the blonde hair is not the thing but yeah and that's literally how I found you from people like commenting on my YouTube videos and I'm like wait she's so cute we have like the same Brandy Melville clothes (laughs) like yes that was like that was the vibe
1: back then
0: Brandy all that kind
1: of stuff and then we were we were signed to the same network so that's kind of how I like found you there was like so many different people with Style mm-hmm. haul and stuff. So that's kind of mm-hmm. how I found you.
0: <laughs> yeah, throwback. And we were saying the first time we met in person, I thought it was Coachella 2018. But Keaton, remembered there was like this funny after party, <laughs> and yeah, I wish you guys could see this like awkward find, photo.
1: I have to find the photo. <laughs> I I I need to look back like at what year that was. But it was literally. I think it was after a beauty con, to be honest, mm-hmm. I, I, it was like something that was happening in LA that everyone went to, and then style hall had a party after, and yeah. I just remember you and Tosh coming up to me, and I was like, hi, how are you, like, I was just like, oh my god, this is so funny, because it was like one of the first times I'd met people that I'd seen, like, on the internet, you know, yeah. especially, like, being in LA, and you're, like, around all these other YouTubers, and I was
0: like, oh my god, hi,
1: friends, and that was the first time we met, and then,
0: yeah, we had Coachella after that. Mm Hmm. I remember now that we're talking about that night, you hadn't gone to college yet. I must have been a freshman in college. And I remember talking to you about going to college and you were like nervous and you didn't know about like, if you wanted to be in a sorority, anything like that. And I remember us like talking about college, which is so funny. So it was definitely like four years ago or whatever. I'm like looking
1: right now and I have photos there there's photos of me at BeautyCon. i'm gonna have to find them when we end this episode but mm-hmm. i remember specifically talking about college and then we both rushed Alpha Phi, and i was like oh my
0: god it's meant to be <laughs> and oh my gosh if our listeners don't know there is so many weird coincidences with you and me like so many people have caught on and they comment and they're like okay you guys are living literally parallel lives you guys both of our bigs and our sorority's name is Natty B. It's so weird. <laughs> and not even just like a Nat or a Natalia or like a Natalie. Like it's literally
1: Natty B was what my bigs username was on Instagram. And then I remember Gretchen posting mm-hmm. and I'm like, that, there's, I'm like Natty B. Like there's two Natty Bs. We're both Alpha fees, and we just mm-hmm. got bigs. And then you know a Louisa. Yeah. And my little is Louisa. So I'm I like, know. I'm so confused. Something's happening.
0: Like, they're the only Natty B's and Louisa's I know, you know? I feel like those aren't, like, common names, and it's so I don't crazy. know anyone else. I think you, like, DM me or text me, and you were like, shut up. Is your littlest name Louisa, too? Like, I'm gonna freak out, and I'm like, she basically is my, she's literally texting me right now, like, she's my best friend in my sorority, but she's not my little, so it's just so weird how... All of that happened. <laughs>
1: I know. Every time I would see a post, I'm like, "Well, there's an we're we're really we are the same." Every single time, I'd be like, "Wow, we're living the same life." I
0: know. All of our friends' names are the same. We're sisters. Everyone's like, hey. "A," <laughs> but literally, yeah. So that's like our background, how we met, and Keaton knows. On happy hour, we always talk about something we're happy about, and then like a favorite. I used to say happy quote and now it's really like a favorite saying idea it can be anything so take it away what are you happy about this week so
1: my happy thing or my yeah my happy moment of the week i would say um is yesterday we shot the campaign for my new or like the new collection for my clothing brand twin flames which i'm like so excited about Um, and we've been waiting for like months to shoot it. So yesterday was just a really, really amazing day because we had a concept and it like came to life really well. Um, other than that, I'm like grateful for so many things. I'm like happy about so many things. I've been working on gratitude a lot. So I've been like taking more time to like find happy moments, but I feel like that would be the biggest one. Oh, and then my quote, well, I have a Bible verse so I'm going to read it because I'm not, like, cool and have it memorized. But it's First Samuel 16, 7. Um, and, like, everyone who follows me knows this is – this used to be in my bio and, like, all that kind of stuff. But mm. it basically is the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And, like, I've always, like, since I was young, really, really loved it. I've just always felt, like, for me, like – it's important for me to always get to know someone in their heart before judging them or like letting other people's opinions decide how I feel about that person, if that makes sense. It sounds corny, like don't judge a book by its cover, but it really is so true. And I think it's like gotten worse with social media. Like obviously everyone is perceived in a certain way. And like, even I will catch myself, like seeing people online being like, oh, like they look Like they have so much money or they must be stuck up or whatever. And I'm like, you have no idea like what is going on? You know what I'm saying? So you always have to remember like to figure out people's heart before you judge.
0: That reminds me like, and I'm sure you have totally experienced this. I feel like I will experience my fellow youtuber you know social media friends getting hate for certain things or people saying that they're like rude or whatever it is and we know them in real life and i'm like i wish you could just see that this person is an angel and maybe has like these bad moments that can be like misconstrued things like that so yeah yeah i feel the same exact way seeing like
1: like my friends or people get like criticized or things taken the wrong way and like knowing who they are it does suck to see and like even I myself, like I see my friends getting hate like that and I'm like, oh my gosh, no, but that's not how they are. And then I'll turn around and I'll see someone on Instagram. I'm like, oh my gosh, you can't believe they did that. And then I'm like, why, why are you, why are you doing the same thing? Like cut that mm-hmm. out. So I always like, I like that because it's just like
0: a reminder to always have your own opinions, have your own thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is sort of Pivoting, but um, I don't even know if you said that you grew up in Texas, but this question is specific about what your favorite spots in Houston are and how did you like growing up there. Yes,
1: um, I did grow up in Texas. Um, I grew up in like a little bit outside of Houston, but I just say Houston because that's like what everyone knows. Um, I would say H- Houston has gotten like a lot of really nice like restaurants and stuff as of lately. So a lot of the places that I like in Houston are like also other places or like from Arizona. I think I only have like food places that I really like. Is that bad? I only like restaurants. Like I'm like, I only eat when I travel. That's what I base. Me my city around. Me <laughs> like too. where can I go to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner while I'm there? Um, but I like Flower Child. It's like a really good restaurant. Flower mm-hmm. Child. Pocinos in Houston. Also, Houston has a lot of really cool like art museums. Like there's just so many. There's also NASA's in Houston. If you're ever in Houston, you have to go like visit NASA. There's like so many different things, but Pocinos, Flower Child, Sweet Green, and probably the whole Like Montrose area, it has like a bunch of really cool thrift shops, like vintage t shirts and shopping. That's like one of my favorite things to do in Houston, I would feel like.
0: Oh my gosh, that made me realize how much I miss Sweet Green. (laughs) We don't have one like where I I I live now in Pennsylvania. I miss it so bad because I lived across from one in Boston and I would go like every day for lunch. I am so
1: jealous. So we don't have a Sweet Green here in Arizona either, but we have one in Houston and then. I had it the first time when I was in LA and then when I got to Houston, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a sweet green here. I'm obsessed. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they do to their salad, but it's just, it's so
0: good. It's so good. If you guys haven't had sweet green, you need it. It's different. (laughs) Okay. So this is about, there's a couple questions about your life post-college. How are you adjusting to life post-college? And did you find it hard to graduate and sort of like make this transition? So I don't know. I don't know how long or like if you, I mean, I don't know how long other people were
1: online for before like they graduated or whatever. But I was online since March. So like beginning of March is when all my classes stopped or whatever. And I only had one class that was in person. So to be honest, it wasn't like a huge switch for me. And if anything, it freed up a lot more time for me to work. Um, But a lot of work requires travel. And so it was really weird just sitting in Arizona for months with my whole entire family in Texas and my boyfriend lives in Portland. So that was just really weird. Um, But after I graduated, I, I really enjoy it. Like I love having so much free time to be able to film as much as I want in the day, run as many errands as I want in the day. Like normally I would be working around like, okay, you have three hours before you go to class and then you can like do this or whatever. Um, So I just love the freedom of like having an entire day up to whatever I want to do. Um, I will say it, it has been like weird being alone, especially because I graduated in May and I'm living in Arizona and I live by myself and my whole family is somewhere else. My boyfriend is somewhere else. So I'm just kind of here in limbo. (laughs) Um, um, So I'm just taking that opportunity to like travel to Brandon for a month or so and then he travels here for a month or so. So that's really good. I know you know about like long distance and stuff. So we just split time and that has really helped like quarantine and COVID and stuff go by better.
0: That's so interesting because you sort of like going online in March and then graduating in May, it sort of made graduating, like, it was like, I don't know how to describe it, like a slow transition, like leaving college, you know, because then you Mm -hmm. like leave the in-person classes and then you're online and then you have one class in person and then you're done. And I felt like I was just like cold Turkey, like, off campus all of a sudden, not seeing friends all the time, like not being surrounded by like my college, and I was so sad, but it seems like you're doing great post-grad. Yeah, I mean
1: post-grad's really nice. I also, I, I think if I would have been in in-person classes like all week or whatever, but I only had one in-person class that was like a Tuesday, Thursday type of thing. So when they cut that out, it wasn't something that was like super like (laughs) heartbreaking to me. Um, Mm -hmm. but it did suck because like graduating, it felt like not that it wasn't as like cool or special, but like it wasn't as cool or special. Like, I don't know what you did for graduation, but I sat, um, on my laptop in my pajamas and I watched them play my name on a PowerPoint, you know, so it's just like Mm -hmm. it wasn't as cool or special, which is what you kind of wait all college to be like, oh, here I am. Um, Did you have like a grad party or anything?
0: Did you do like anything kind of celebratory? Like, we didn't have a grad party. I mean, I just feel lucky that I was class of 2019 and not 2020. Like, I literally, you know, graduated right in time before coronavirus. And that stings so much because, like, all of my friends were year year. And they were like, are you kidding me? This is, like, what we waited for for four years. And now we, like, don't even get a graduation. And, I mean, we still had, like, our whole family come. And you, like, get dinner. And we had, like, our big university graduation, commencement, or whatever they call it, and then we had, like, our individual colleges, so it was still, like, such a fun, exciting week, and so, yeah, coronavirus just made that so sad for the class of 2020. Yeah, I did have my mom, like, bring, or not bring, but she, like,
1: hired someone in Arizona to come to my apartment, and like hang up balloons and I like got a mm. cake so like that was cute because I was in my apartment and I had it decorated and stuff and I remember my mom being like you know what like we can't celebrate in May but like in August we're gonna have a big party did <laughs> on now we're like yeah no that didn't happen that, that wasn't happening ever but
0: <laughs> yeah it was a good thought. I guess this is sort of to both of us. This question says, how have our degrees benefited us now post-grad? Because I mean, we're not in a traditional you know, career where you need your degree. I would say, so I was a sports journalism major, which I feel like every time I
1: say that, people are like, well, "I don't." I'm very confused <laughs> because of my job. It's like fashion and clothing and like beauty and YouTube and stuff. But it really, I feel like the stuff that I learned in college I took a lot of like graphic design classes and editing courses with all of that. Like it was, it's not um, the writing, it wasn't like writing as what I was taking. I took a lot of graphic design and editing and those things have helped me with my clothing brand. Like I learned so much that I didn't know that I learned when I was in college um, that I need to now do for my clothing brand. So while I was like, oh, I already know how to do YouTube, I didn't know I was starting a clothing brand and now we have to do Instagram stories and create feeds and do different like interview techniques and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm taking all of those skills and using it towards that. So I would definitely say like the editing and all that kind of stuff. Um, I learned really well and it's just good to have like later on, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe I might want to do the sports journalism.
0: Hmm. I know I hate when people say oh so you're not using your degree at all and I'm like what yes we are like you just explained so well that you obviously learned so much in college that you are taking with you and using every day and I was a marketing major and I so feel like I mean that goes so well with YouTube and working Mm -hmm. with brands and, you know, the more like business side of the thing, I guess. I also think connections is a huge thing. Like, I, it's not like, obviously we didn't pay
1: to meet people and just like say hi to people on campus, but like, connections are huge in college. Like, you never know who you're gonna meet and like where they're gonna help you later on. Um, Like, especially with Nat, my big, like, I would have never met her if I would have never gone to college. And then three years later, we would have never started a clothing brand if we wouldn't have been best friends. So it's just those type of things always work out. So it's always good. Like while you're in college to make those connections.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. I couldn't imagine if we didn't go to college and just like did YouTube from high school, we wouldn't be like back home. Like, okay, now, what? <laughs> you know, I think I would be miserable. Like I actually yeah. think I would
1: be miserable. I like, did you want to go to college or were you like, no, I wanted to do YouTube or you were like fully about it.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting. Cause I feel like so many people that were doing YouTube in high school were like, Oh no, I'm not going to college. Like, I'm just going to move to LA do that whole thing. And I never even like had that thought. Like I always knew that I wanted to go to college. So my, my mom and my dad didn't go to college
1: and my stepdad, like none of my family went to college. So I mm-hmm. was just kind of like, I mean, if I'm already set and they're all like business owners and entrepreneurs and stuff. So to me, I was like, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, like I don't need to go or whatever, but I'm really Mm -hmm. grateful I did. And like it's such a privilege. Like not everyone can go to college. Um, so I'm really grateful that my parents were like, No, you're literally going (laughs) right now. Um, because it was a really good experience.
0: Mm -hmm. I know. I honestly feel like I wouldn't have had a choice. Like if I was like, Mom and Dad, I'm gonna move to LA, they would be like, No, you're not, you're going to college. (laughs) You know. I'd be like, Good try. But that is such a good point. It is such a privilege. And I think if you are able to, it is like the most special four years and such an amazing experience. And obviously the most important, you're gaining like such an incredible education out of it that can, you know, set you up for your future. Exactly. So this is sort of like college related, but how would you say that you maintain like long distance friendships I mean in college and I guess now post-grad because everyone's like spreading out you know going to work wherever
1: um I think one thing with me is like I feel like I've always had long distance friendships and stuff just especially because of YouTube like I meet so many people on the internet one of my best best friends Hallie I literally met her through YouTube and we've been friends for, oh my God, I like a long, a long time. Um, and we have never, ever lived in the same state ever, but it's one of those things where like communication is so important. Even if we don't talk every day, um, FaceTiming, like if you, one of my main things is like, if you're going about your day and you have like a thought about like, Oh, I wonder if someone should do that. Just call them or like text them. Like, I feel like, acting on it immediately really helps like strengthen friendships just because sometimes if I think about someone, I'm like, Oh, I wonder, they told me a couple weeks ago they were going to go do this event or whatever it was. And then I think, Oh, I wonder how that was. Sometimes I'll let the thought pass and I'll just think about it. And then I'll never reach out to the person when it's actually like really nice and like keeps you in touch with that person to like contact them. So whenever I have a thought of someone being like, Oh, I wonder if they're doing that. I'll text them or FaceTime them just so they know I'm like in the loop or like thinking about them.
0: Yeah, that is such good advice. I've never even thought about that, but I definitely do that too with like some of my best friends. I mean, none of my friends live where I live now and I feel like I will do that. I'll think about like, oh, I wonder how their weekend was or I know they were going like here for dinner, you know, and it's like I should just ask and it like keeps you in touch.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's also just nice because it's one of those things, like if you think about it, like if you get a text from a friend that you haven't like talked to in like a week or two and they're like, hey, or like even if you see them post something on Instagram, like, and you see they went, somewhere on a trip, like you can learn your text and be like, oh my gosh, hey, like your trip looks so fun. I was just thinking about you, like love you. And like, that would make you like so happy. So I always mm-hmm. try and do that. And it helps, I feel like, keep relationships really good. So
0: this sort of goes with like the post-grad. Do you ever feel like you're out of place or you're just sort of unsure of what you're supposed to be doing? And this really reminds me, I mean, both of us sort of being our own like bosses in a way and like running our own businesses. Do you like have trouble without structure? I guess is sort of like the question.
1: Yeah, I have, I have so much trouble without structure. I am like a very, very organized person. Um, And I always thought about this. Like when I was in college, I would wake up at 8 a.m. and then I would have my coffee and then I would go to the same class on this day and then I would go to my workout after class and then I would shower and then I would come home and I'd see friends. And like, it was just a consistent schedule. And I always felt like, oh my God, when I graduate college, like, how am I gonna fill my time? Like, what am I gonna do? Um, And as busy as I am with like work and stuff, I found it, especially living by myself, like really beneficial to be like, it's okay to not overdo your day just because you feel like you need something to do. Like I used to think having structure was like working, like I have to be working in order for this to be beneficial to my day, or like I have to be doing this in order for it to feel structured. But now it's more so like if I'm reading a book or if I'm watching one Netflix show that I really, really like, or I take a bath, like that is still structure to me. So I've like learned to kind of make self-care is also structure. Like it doesn't have to be over, you don't have to overcompensate by like making yourself busy for no reason, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. Like you structure in the things that are self-care too. Cause I feel like we both are very like want to be productive all the time and have trouble sort of like relaxing and being like oh my gosh i need to like turn off for a sec and i think that can be so hard too when your whole life is on social media i heard the other day someone posted on their instagram story they were like it's really hard to turn off when everything you're doing is contentable and i'm like that's yes exactly (laughs) yes do you have like a hard time So
1: like, if I have plans for the day or like, say I'm supposed to do this at like four o'clock, something comes up and I get super like stressed out if one thing in my day starts late or like doesn't go the way that it is, or do you just kind of like go with the
0: flow? (laughs) I get stressed out like that as well. And I feel like I used to not, I used to be more easygoing, but now I'm like, I know I feel better when I like get up at seven and I walk my dog and I work out and I like have my day. So then even like the other day we were like caught up with a neighbor chatting for like a half an hour. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late for my workout. That isn't, I'm not really late, but just in my head, I'm late. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like one thing in the day will like set you back and then you're
1: like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. Like, how am I going to do this? And, yeah. <laughs> to this in? and like, there's time to do it. I'm like, it's not that serious, but I get so worked up if like one thing no. messes up I'm like triggered
0: me too I get so stressed I like cry like yesterday I think I filmed legitimately four videos and I was like why did I do that like I put that pressure on myself and I get it done on like today I know so I tough. literally
1: woke up at 6 a.m yesterday to film a video and I'm like for what like did a full <laughs> beat face at 6 a.m to film a try on haul I'm not really sure why
0: but something in my brain told me that that was what I had to do so <laughs> No, but that's good. We're motivated and it definitely, that's, I feel like that's so helpful that you're such an organized person because I felt like when I graduated, I was just like, okay, now what? Like, I don't have my classes to base my day off or like when I see my friends or have this lunch with this person after class, like now what do I do? Everything. I can just, you know, fill my time as I please. So it's like so tough. Yeah. That's why you have to structure in this like
1: self-care and like the socializing, aspects, even obviously because it's COVID, like a FaceTime with someone a day or like texting someone, like I said, like just structuring in those things so that it does feel like you're filling your day.
0: Yeah, totally. So what is your favorite thing about living in Arizona? I love
1: hot weather. Like I literally love it to be 110. I know that sounds crazy, but it is 110 here consistently. Well, actually right now the weather is really beautiful. It is like sixty-five and like just beautiful. But I really love hot weather and I'm not kidding, that's probably my favorite thing. Like I can't stand the cold. Um, so I really love that. And it's also just the vibe here. I feel like I don't know, have you ever been to Arizona? No, I haven't. You have to visit because I just feel like if people come and visit here and they stay in like Scottsdale and they go to the restaurants and like the vibe is just so fun and it's very young. Like there's so many people just like in their 20s and just like thriving. I feel like it's like a very, um, it's like another version of LA to me of just like less crowded and a little bit more clean. We've got a lot of the really nice restaurants that are in LA. Like we just got a Nobu and like all this different stuff. So it's just very like um, I would say like modern and young. And I think that's one of my favorite things about it. I feel not judged here. Whereas in Texas, mm-hmm. if I'm like down the street in the outfits that I want to wear, I'm like, this feels kind of uncomfortable, but here I feel like good.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I've never even really heard about like what Arizona is like until now or Ben or anything, but it sounds nice. I wanna come. <laughs> One of my closest friends, Louisa, is from Texas. And what you just said about feeling judged, every and she's from outside of Houston too. That just sounds so similar to what <laughs> she says about where she's from. <laughs> I
1: feel like everyone in Texas is like that though. It's they're just it's just a bubble. Like people there, I just don't think, um, not in like a bad way, I love Texas, but it's just, it's very different. You can tell immediately, like when you travel from one place to another and you get to Texas, the vibe is just very different. Um, Like, you know, when you go to New York and you feel like, oh my God, I can literally like be whatever I want. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you just get that vibe. It's a different Mm -hmm. vibe when you get to Texas, so.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into the questions about Brandon, but I would assume maybe because of him, this says, do you see yourself moving out of Arizona?
1: I mean, I definitely don't see myself living here forever because I have family that I'm like so, so family oriented Um, and all my family lives in Texas. If they all decided that they wanted to come to Arizona, I would have no problem. I'd be like, yes, I will stay. But I, I definitely see myself moving out of Arizona. I don't know when I would want to do that. I'm like very comfortable where I'm at right now, um, but I don't see myself like staying here forever. Like I'm not trying to like live here and like have a home and family and all that kind of stuff here.
0: Mm-hmm. I felt like the year I was in Boston after I graduated and I feel like you're mature and adult and have like moved on from college, but I fully just didn't want to accept that I graduated because I loved my four years at BU so much. And I just felt like I was still going to school there. Like I wasn't taking classes, but I would just like go to campus all the time and hang out with like the students and you know, go to like the college bars and everyone would be like, did you graduate? So I felt like I needed to like get out of my college town, you know? See, and I think that
1: maybe I would have felt that way if it weren't for COVID, but because like college football going on, it's not really like that here right now. So I think that if I would have stayed here like the year after and been like, oh my gosh, this is like way too collegey for me, I would have been more eager to leave. Um, And I got like a new apartment. I'm just comfy. I'm just
0: comfy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Life is good. Like we said earlier, we were both in Alpha Phi, a little about Greek life because people are always so interested, I feel like about Greek life. So how would you say your Greek life experience has influenced you?
1: I feel like when I joined I on I mean everyone when they join a sorority. They don't really know what it's going to be like, but obviously for me going out of state to a different school. I was like, I just want friends. Like, I just want one person to be able to talk to Um, and I think everyone says this, but a sorority is definitely what you put in is what you get out of it. And I would definitely say for the first two maybe three years, I put in a lot of effort to make friends and go to events and things like that. My senior year, I just was very, very comfortable with like, okay, I got my little, I have my best friend Nat, like we have a grand little, I just felt very comfortable. Um, and I'm really grateful for, to my sorority for like bringing me those relationships and connections and things like that. Um, and those are really the biggest things for me, Mm -hmm. that I took away from, like, my sorority.
0: Yeah, I so agree, and I know there's even more, you know, like, you have your whole alumni network for jobs and everything like that. I would say the same thing, that Greek life just brought me, like, my bestest, closest friends, and I'm so grateful for that, Um, and obviously, there's, like, way more. You have, like, your philanthropy, and it's just, like, really fun to be a part of don't oh, you think Con- some people have like negative connotations about Greek life and they're like, Oh, all you do is like party and whatever. Oh. And I'm like, No, I met like my bridesmaids, you know, like that's so exciting. Yeah. Especially going to ASU, it's like the number one party school. And every time I'm like, oh, I'm in a story,
1: they're like, oh my gosh, she must be like a rager. And I'm like, actually, no, but like it's it's just one of those things where it's always had that connotation. But in reality, like I was like so skeptical of the whole thing until I literally found my best friends. Like I literally had Louisa over last night to like watch the bachelorette and I'm like graduating. You know what I'm saying? Like even mm-hmm. like my great, great grand big, like we're still in contact. We text like every single week. Like it's just one of those things where it just happens naturally. You make such mm-hmm. genuine friendships and connections and you get so many experiences with people that you would have never been able to before, like, especially with the philanthropy and stuff. Like, there's so many events that I went to with their philanthropy and learned so much about that I would have mm-hmm. never outside of doing that, so. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. I love the families, too. I feel like they just work out, like, how they're supposed to, and our family is so close, to We, like, our whole lineage, we all keep in touch. We actually rushed at the same time, too, because I rushed a year late. Like, I rushed as a sophomore, um so that's why oh, yeah i know and so we literally had our luisa's and natty b's like simultaneously <laughs> at the exact same time <laughs> yeah okay so questions about your clothing brand how did you start up twin flames this question says how did you fund the startup process like everything like that
1: so it is a self-funded like clothing brand. So originally, the way that we came up with it, um, me and my best friend, my twin flame, Nat, she was graduating year before me. And she did like business and marketing, things like that. And she came to me and she was like, you know, I feel like if we were buying so many different brands, like hoodies and sweats and things like that, that was like always what we would shop together. And she was like, you know what, I really think we could just do our own and like make it our own and we wouldn't have to buy anyone else's pieces. And I was like, I, mean, I never thought of it like that, but that would be really cool. And we were really, really adamant on it not being merch. Not that there's like a, there. like I love merch. I buy people's merch consistently, but we were really adamant on us starting a clothing brand and it being separate from like my brand and her brand. It's literally just clothing. Um, And then we were thinking for a long time and because we're best friends, I was just looking up different things. Like we always were like, oh, like we're soulmates. Like when we met, we just knew we were like best friends. And I was looking up different meanings and then I came across Twin Flames. And I think a lot of times it's like tied romantically to things or like whatever. Um, But when I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, no. Like this is not, like this is definitely us. And we were going for a little bit of an edgier name and I felt like it fit. Um, so then we stuck with twin flames and now we just do like sweatshirts, sweatshorts, pants, hoodies, like all that kind of stuff. And we have like so many different ideas. Um, and it hasn't even been a year. It'll be a year in December, um, that we launched our brand and it's just been so fun, like working together. And I mean, you, you know, like being able to just come up with an idea, and actually execute it and then you like physically have it you're like oh my god like I did that like we always look at each other like we were at the photo shoot yesterday and we were just looking at each other like wow we were like we really did that we came up with that and here it is like seeing people model it is
0: so cute seeing people wear it is amazing so it's Mm. awesome that's so special I'm sure it's like so surreal with everyone like tagging on Instagram like wearing their twin flames everything like that I was in New York Um, In December and I was like
1: walking around and this girl was like, oh my god She was like, I watch your videos and I was like, oh my god, thank you And she like unzipped her coat and she was like, I'm wearing your hoodie underneath And I was like that was like the first time I'd ever seen anyone wear it and I was like, oh my god I'm literally gonna cry like seeing people wear it is the cutest coolest thing. So
0: and you answered the question uh, people were asking how did you come up with the name Twin flames, but that's because of you and your best friend.
1: Yeah. And I feel like we kind of took the meaning and just kind of like ran with it. Like it is normally like romantically, but a lot of times we're always, it's basically your twin flame is essentially, it's like the same soul but it's split into two separate like bodies. So when you meet them, it's like literally like you in another form basically. Um, And it's like a passion and things like that. So we kind of tie it to like a lot of different things. Like it could be your passion, like a job or a career or a best friend. It doesn't have to be like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. And this says, were you ever worried mixing your close friends in business?
1: Um, I, I like was kind of worried in the beginning just because I'd never done that. I'm, I mean, like YouTube is by yourself, podcasting by yourself, Instagram is by yourself. So I always work alone. But me and Nat have always had really good communication. Like if we've ever like not seen eye to eye on something, like not even just in business, just like different opinions of certain things. Like we've always communicated really well and are able to like meet in the middle about things. And so knowing that, before and like having a year to work on the brand together, you kind of get a feel of like, okay, this is how they work. And it just, it worked out really well. I wouldn't say it's like for everyone. Um, but for us, we communicate really well and we work great together.
0: So it was really easy. That's so good. I feel like that's the most important. Like if you are in business with like a close friend or, in, or like any relationship, like a boyfriend, husband, whatever it is, I feel like it gets to be like, if any issues come up, you just have to address it or else you're sort of like secretly like angry. And then that's where like the issues start, you know?
1: Yeah. And like one of the things for us is like, even before we started and we were coming up with the name and ideas and stuff, like I was like, like if I would be like, Oh, I really want this color. And she'd be like, well, I really think we should do it this way. If we would start to disagree on something, I would be like, before the brand was launched, I was just like, I, by the way, value our friendship way more than I value a clothing brand. Like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you forever about a piece of fabric. I would much rather have our relationship. So if it ever got to the point where, you know, we were really disagreeing or really arguing, which we don't, but if it ever got to that, I would be like, I value the friendship over anything. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: That's so sweet. This is like back to college, but How, yeah, how to handle people that judge me for not drinking when I'm going out in social settings?
1: I get this question so often. Um, So for anyone, I guess, who doesn't know, I don't drink alcohol and I've never drank alcohol. So I've never like been drunk. I've never taken a shot. I don't drink wine. I'm just, it's just not my vibe. Um, And I was actually watching Lauren Elizabeth she like has just become like sober and she posted a sobriety video which is obviously different than someone who has never drank before but in a lot of ways we relate because she was talking like being sober around friends and like making that change and there's a lot of people i know that message me and are like i used to drink and i'm not that much into it anymore but i feel like i'm gonna be left out of things um for me ever since i was like in high school I would always make it a point to literally go to everything. So like, I don't drink at all, but anytime my friends would be like, oh, I think we're going to go to this party or whatever. I'd be like, oh, I want to go. Or they would be like, oh, we're going to go here and we're going to pregame at so-and-so's before I'd be at the pregame with a Coke. Like it doesn't matter. You just go and initiate like conversations because I think that a lot of people think like, that being sober, the person is going to be weird, or they're not going to be fun, or they're not going to get along with everyone else. And not to say like, I would prove myself, but I would always just go to every single thing, even if people were literally like belligerent, and I would just be there like having the best time dancing and like laughing. And like people would be like, I'm so surprised you do this sober. Like This is so confusing. So it's one of those things where even if you feel like, oh, they're all going to be drinking, I don't know if I can go, you can go like drinking is not the end all be all of whether you can go to something or not. So frat parties, I did completely sober. I don't know how, like actually <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. the worst thing ever. Um, but pregames, I go to every single pregame. I go to every single thing like that. So like I have one night at my house and all my girlfriends bring their wine glasses cause I don't have any. So it's just one of those things. Like it's just, it doesn't have to be like a decision maker on whether you are involved or not.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like um for whoever's asking if your closest friends are judging you for that maybe they shouldn't be your closest friends you know it's like i'm sure your friends just accept you for you and are like okay cool i respect it and don't pressure you and you know that kind of thing
1: yeah i think for like a while especially like going into college when everyone is like drinking and wanting to do this and that you know like meeting people i was obviously really hesitant on Whether I would tell them like, hey, I'm a sober sister over here. Like, I don't want to drink. Um, But for the first few times, like being around friends, like they'd be like, oh, we're going to do shots here. We're going to do this or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm driving. And I would just say that for however long until I was close to the person. And then I'd be like, oh, by the way, yeah, I just like don't drink. And then it wouldn't have mattered because we've been out so many times already, and I've already been like fun and we've gotten along. So, if someone's really like weirded out by you not drinking, like doesn't want you, it's just that's not the person you should surround yourself with anyway. You want like mm-hmm. accepting and non judgmental people around you. So,
0: totally. And I just feel like sober nights are better anyway, because then you actually have fun and are like aware and coherent and you like remember, you know. Yeah. yeah it's really I love I love being sober I think it's the best and then
1: when they wake up the next day and they're like I don't remember that and I'm like well that's what you did so
0: <laughs> I know you can everyone's like hung over and like their head hurts like the next morning and you're like oh I'm good I just like finished my workout like today's going great <laughs> yeah I feel great <laughs> so okay on to Brandon and I don't think I even know this how did you and Brandon meet
1: So I met him through Nat, my big, she was friends with him for, I don't even know, like a while. Um, And then she would always post me on his Snapchat or she would always post me on her Snapchat. And then he replied and he was like, oh my gosh, who is that? Like, I need to talk to her whatever. And she was like, no, like not having it, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then we met one time. He came over to her place one time while I was already there and I met him and we just like got along really well. Um, and then after that, I was like, wait, he's really cute. I didn't follow him on Instagram. So then we just kind of like started talking from there um, and he went to U of A. So that's like two hours away from ASU.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know that. That's so funny. She's like your guys mutual connection. <laughs> I know. Um, she's our little matchmaker. I know. Is she like, I did that. Like I made this relationship. <laughs> she's like confused. Cause like she was
1: always telling him like, no, like you're not her type. Like she's not into you. Like don't even talk to her. So she's like kind of surprised that we're even dating.
0: And <laughs> You ended up together. <laughs> yeah. And this says how is it hiding your man from your social media for so long and do you think your relationship has changed since you know i the reason i didn't post him so we
1: were together for like a whole year until i posted him on social and i really enjoyed that to be honest like i just felt like you know we've all made a boyfriend tag video on the internet that we no longer want (laughs) on the internet and (laughs) I did that I know I'm like oh dear god like just kill me now but at the time it was like (laughs) cute and I was 14 or whatever so like I'll live with it but um I did so much cringy boyfriend girlfriend content and there's a way to post your boyfriend and do it like you do it so well and there's a way to do it where it's not Um, your whole life. And so I just wanted like us to grow a relationship, like genuinely and not have other people say whatever they had to say to me. Um, And then after the first year, I was like, I really like him. And it was one of those things where I felt like he, not like he deserves, like he earned it, but I was just like, he is so special to me and he's a huge part of my life. And I pride myself on being genuine and authentic and I'm not sharing a huge part of that. And so after the first year, I was like, you know what? Now I'm like ready to show him and stuff. And as of lately, I've been posting in like a lot more just because I'm like, I don't, I really don't care. Like if people will say weird things or, you know Mm -hmm. it just doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, But for the first year, I really liked keeping it off social. Um, and it was just really fun for us to like hang out all the time and not have to be like This is what we're doing. So I
0: loved it That's so special that you had that first year to like get to know each other and without The opinions of everyone else like watching your relationship sort of unfold because that is so tough Like imagine if everyone was sort of like yelling their opinions at you from the beginning It would make you be like, oh my gosh, like what if they're right and like question things. So that's so nice I like wish that I did that
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's nice. I mean, I I still haven't ever filmed a like video with him. Like he's in vlogs if we're together, but I like, I don't know. I just like um, keeping my brand like me most of the mm-hmm. time. Like I just like to just make it like what I'm doing. And then I kind of, I sprinkle them in
0: <laughs> wherever. Yeah. That's nice to keep it separate. And I feel like I mean not really anymore because max and i live together and we're just like always together but i felt like if if i lived with him i would be
1: doing what you're doing though like i don't think there would be a way it's different for everybody i would be Mm -hmm. doing exactly
0: what you're doing probably but like when we were long distance and i tell him this like i miss the times where it was so separate so like when i was in boston i was like working doing my thing and when i would go visit i felt like i could totally like relax and just be separate from like social media. So that's probably so nice. Like, I'm sure you feel that way too.
1: Yes. Every time I go visit Portland, like I was in Portland for a week and I, so I got back on Monday because we had the shoot on Tuesday. I'm here for three days and then I'm going back to Portland. So I'm here (laughs) for three days and I'm like filming seven videos a day. I'm like getting all my content so that when I go to Portland, I can lay and like watch TV and do nothing. So I do
0: like the separation. I, I would do literally the same thing. I would be like, okay, I have like, I know I'm going to be there in all of like next week and I want to get everything out of the way before I go. It was so nice. And it's like, like long distance is tough, but it's so exciting before you go like the anticipation. And it's just that much better when you're together, you know? It's like vacation every time. Like it's like Every time I go, I'm like,
1: oh, it's just a little vacation for like three weeks, but whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is like seriously how I felt. So this is like what we were just saying. What has it been like dealing with a long distance relationship, especially in the pandemic?
1: Um, To be honest, I know it's been really difficult for some couples. Some couples have been separated for the entirety of this time, which I honestly can't imagine because I get like so upset being away from him. Um, But for us, I think it really, really helped us. So when like COVID and quarantine first happened and we were kind of realizing, okay, this is gonna last maybe a month, maybe two months. I was like, hey, do you wanna come to Arizona and like not leave or whatever? So we've been able to, he stayed here for two months. Oh no, he stayed here? Yeah, he stayed here for two months and then I stayed there for three. So we really have never been able to experience the living together portion of our relationship because we've always been long distance. And I feel like it really helped us grow so much. And it was just like the perfect amount of time to be able to spend with each other. Like it will really make you get to know someone. You spend 24 hours a day, you can't go outside, you can't go to a restaurant, you can't do anything. You just sit mm-hmm. inside with them for three months. It's a lot, um, but I think it's helped us more than anything. <laughs>
0: that's so true I just remember the beginning of quarantine like n- like literally everything being shut down and we would be like okay let's plan our like 20 minutes that we're gonna like be separate and not speak to <laughs> one another we're like getting too much of each other
1: would you guys like argue over like I
0: feel like me and Brandon like towards the end like
1: it would be like the end of like month two and I would just start bickering over the dumbest stuff and then I would sit there and I'm like I'm real, I'm I'm really annoyed about this. Like why? I just don't understand. Like, we would just start bickering over these stupidest things and I would just be like, I don't understand. And then I'm just like, it's quarantine. It's quarantine ruining my life. Like no, no relationship is like that. You're not going to be sitting in a home with someone like that for for twenty-four hours of the day for three months at a time. So yeah, you just gotta keep that in mind. Yes,
0: better. <laughs> I would definitely pick fights, and then you start really thinking about it. And I'm like, why am I? Like, I don't really care about like, whatever it is, like a dirty dish or like an unmade bed. I'm like, what's going on? Like, why? I'm like, I'm bored. Like, I'm literally bored. <laughs> like, that's why. Yes. it's like, a boring argument. <laughs> yeah. it's like there's no exactly. other time in life where you're not gonna be able to like go out and like get some air for a little bit or like see girlfriends or like get your nails done, like do your own things. And so then when you're literally (laughs) stuck together for so long, it's like, whoa. Yes. Also, by the way, I'm about to send this to you. (laughs) I found our photo. Oh my goodness.
1: I have to to send it to you because it's so funny, but I found
0: (laughs) it from July 6th of 2016. So, and I do have really long hair. I can't believe you remember that. I remember, that was like my first impression. I remember being like, oh my God, she has such long hair. I feel like it was like curly. I remember that so well. Your hair is so iconic. And I feel like I've just showed all my friends. I'm like, look at how cool her hair is. She's done like the light purple. She's done the peas, she's done the red. Like I'm so into it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I love playing with my hair. I get so bored so easily. So I switch it up a lot, but I like the short for now. That <laughs> oh photo, are you dying? It's <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with my face? No, like, face? it's actually, it's actually horrible. Like, I look at myself and I'm
0: like, please.
1: No, somebody you call the cops on
0: her. <laughs> and, like, my my, my face. My strap is out. My face is, like, sweaty. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like oily. Like, I need some powder.
1: <laughs> no, it was, like, not a moment. Like, oh, at all. Oh, my goodness. But there we were thinking, oh, I found the edited version. I must have edited it and, like, posted it at some point. <laughs> so great this was definitely yeah, on I mean. my
0: instagram oh my gosh I look so scared I remember <laughs> this now I remember feeling like I was so underdressed I think I went to BeautyCon in my like flat little sandals and like shorts and a t-shirt and everyone is like wings eyeliner like the fake eyelashes like the wit like everything and I think I went and bought that dress because I wasn't fancy enough.
1: (laughs) You were like, what am I going to do? Oh my God. I I just remember I was always a person overdressed for everything. Like I just always was like, like throughout my whole life, I've always been overdressed. Like they're like, come over for a girl's night. And I'm like in a full outfit and everyone's in pajamas. I've always been like that. (laughs) That's what it is.
0: (laughs) Overdress is better than underdressed. So more about long distance, how would you say that Well, I mean, I guess you sort of answered. You make long distance work by, I mean, especially now being able to like see each other for long periods of times. But like, do you have tips for people in long distance relationships?
1: I mean, me and Brandon FaceTime consistently, like all the time. FaceTime is huge. I also think um, pre planning is like really important. It's always important to have something to look forward to. I would always be really, really sad when, I would go and visit him and we didn't have the next time we would see each other planned out. It's always the worst feeling. Like, I don't know what I'm going to see. This is so depressing. So really mm-hmm. try like pre-plan, even if it's the smallest thing, um, to like go and see that person again. Uh, really we just FaceTime and we just pick our trips however we can. And like we have that to look forward
0: to. That's so true. That would be the best feeling when I would be like, okay, well, I see you in two weeks. Yay. <laughs> you know, like it wouldn't exactly. be as hard leaving. I also felt like everyone even gets mad at me when I say that we were in a long distance relationship. Cause I would literally just visit all the time. Like I visited way too much for it to be a long distance relationship, but I fully remember getting to the airport and being like, yeah, I'm not leaving. And I would like skip my flight and then like book a new one for like a couple days later. Cause I would be like, I'm no, like I'm not cause I would cry and I would be like, yeah, I'm not leaving.
1: (laughs) It is really difficult. Brandon was in Hawaii for six months of our relationship. And that was like the worst because I would see him like once every three months. Cause I can't just go to Hawaii consistently. Um, and I, I think the longest we were apart was probably five. For six months it's a long time of not oh seeing gosh. him so
0: oh my yeah, gosh that is so long <laughs> I think Max and I yeah. mean, like maybe a little over a month like I would just <laughs> visit like actually all the time but I remember when you were in Hawaii but you weren't like showing your relationship yet or anything I think I was like oh my gosh you must have like gone to Hawaii alone like that's so cool like everyone probably thought you were there like alone on like a soul-searching trip <laughs> I'm just trying to find myself
1: out here in the beach. No, yeah, I stayed like with his family. He was living out there and I was like, okay, well, never been to Hawaii. I guess I'll come out and visit for a little. So his family lived in Hawaii? No, his um, brother and sister-in-law used to live in Hawaii. Um, And so after he graduated, he just went and lived out there for six months. And I was like, well, I've never been and I want to go. So I guess I'll come visit
0: you. And it was really fun. It was awesome. Hawaii is beautiful. Hawaii is actually the best. I miss it so, but that's probably my favorite place I've ever been. Like I love it. I tell him every day. Like I'm like, can we please, for the love
1: of God, go to back, go back to Hawaii? Um, (laughs) Because now they have like that 14 day quarantine. Like if you go, you have to quarantine for 14 days, and then you can like visit. So that's like an expensive trip. You're gonna be there for like a month.
0: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. This says, do you have advice for a healthy relationship? I guess just in general
1: I mean I think um I think like communication is like it sounds so dumb but like communication is really key and that's like one thing that me and Brandon have always had like since we first met it's one of those things where I've always I just with every other person like with him I just feel so comfortable to say exactly how I'm feeling about things which is a really good like sign to have so I think communication is really um important And one thing I was going to mention with the long distance is it's like I have talked to people in the past that were long distance and they would always be like, I can't do long distance like that doesn't work for me like I'm not going to be able to do it. And if someone wants something they will work hard enough to make it work if they like you enough if they care about you enough they will And Brandon always has and always did. So that was a really good sign. And I think that that just shows like you both have to be putting in equal effort
0: um and just be partners like in everything which i feel like we are Mm -hmm. oh i love that you said that that you're partners max always says we're a team that's that reminds me of that yeah because it's like one of those things where i feel like a lot of people get
1: into relationships and then it's like they have what they're doing the other person has what they're doing and like really when you guys are intertwined, like in each other's lives and you guys are really like working together for different goals or supporting the other person's career and they're supporting yours. It really is like you are a team or you are partners and that's what you look for. So.
0: Mm -hmm. What are some ways you help calm your anxiety? I feel like you're very open on your social media, just about like how you're feeling. We were talking about this earlier, but (laughs) yeah.
1: Yes. I'm very open. I always post about my anxiety and things like that so i've always had anxiety since i was really really young um and it's just always been something i've had to deal with as of lately i have been through quarantine and living alone in a state where no one is here my anxiety has really really heightened like i get so so anxious right before bed um so a couple things that i've done is I have colored light bulbs now, which I really, really love because I used to get really bad anxiety when I would be, right before i go to bed and i would turn the lights off i would be like oh my god it's dark i'm really scared or like i just get automatically anxious in the dark which is weird so now i have colored light bulbs and i always have them on green because i like the green it's like soothing um i take cbd oil like every single night before i go to bed i cannot live without my cbd oil i have it in my purse like i have it consistently it really helps me um and journaling i journal a lot I think one thing with anxiety is like a lot of times it's just in your head and it kind of starts to make you spiral and think about a lot of things. And in order for me to like get the thoughts that I don't like or the anxious thoughts out, I have to like write them down and almost like put them away. So like I write the thoughts down and I set them aside and I'm like, okay, I dealt with them. Like now they're gone. Now they're done. So journaling has helped a lot. Um, And then I think I mentioned to you a little bit, you know, I've been working on like gratitude and stuff. So I downloaded this app called
0: gratitude 365. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have that app or do you, do you use it? No, but I, that's, I'm writing this down because I need to look because I have been starting off my days, writing down things that I'm grateful for. Like I've been focusing on the gratitude too.
1: Yes. So I have been really trying to focus on that a lot. Um, and so there's an app I downloaded, it's called gratitude 365. And actually I started therapy like three weeks ago. So I, I can't really say there's much going on because it's literally been three weeks. Um, but she told me to download this app and I did. And it's basically it gives you like a prompt to think about. And then at the either beginning of your day, middle of the day, whatever you can do it whenever I do it at night and I list three things that I'm grateful for that day. And then there's a prompt and it's like a different question each day. Um, But one of the things that I did on the first prompts, it was basically saying like, you have a thought and then the thought leads you to like anxious feelings or negative opinions or whatever. And before you act on emotion, like take a second to think about like, is this going to benefit me if I react negatively like is this going to worsen the anxiety or like whatever and like learning that has helped me so so much because um, Like yesterday before our photo shoot we had something go wrong. And instead of getting really worked up about it. I was like, let me just take a second to like have a deep breath and just think like in the long run. Is it this Serious? Is it this important for me to get worked up about it and anxious about it? Like, it's really not. So let's just set that thought aside and leave it alone, which I've really, really appreciated.
0: And that reminds me, like, when you're like, I have these thoughts and I have to, like, let them out. So I write it down in a journal. And... I feel like I've heard like you put, you put it in a balloon and you like let the balloon go and float away and you let it like distance itself from you kind of thing. And it reminded me like when you're writing it down and just getting it all out.
1: Yes, my therapist Larry taught me this thing about like you have, what is it? I don't even know what it was, but it's basically like each of your thoughts is kind of like a ball that you're juggling. So like you have anxiety and you have like, all these different thoughts that you're juggling. And you feel like you have to consistently juggle them when really like you can just set them down. It's not going to bother you. So like if you're doing something else and you start to get anxious about it, you can just set the ball or the thought down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was kind of explaining it the same way as like the balloon or some of, she was saying some of them are glass balls and if they break, it's not that serious. It's fine. Like you can just let it go. And that's helped me a lot to be able to be like, you know what? I don't need that.
0: Actually, I can just. I can just put it away, let it go, float away. I'm going to put the ball over here and I'll deal with the ball yes. later on. <laughs> yeah,
1: she was like going so in depth about it. She was like, if it's, if you feel more comfortable, you can put it in a box, it won't roll
0: away. I was like, okay, this is getting too, <laughs> this is getting too much, but I get the point to it. You're taking notes, you're like, yeah. okay, got it. I can put it in a box, I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's too much. Someone wrote, do you have tips for being confident in your best self? I always, I always get confidence questions
1: and I feel like, I think one thing for me when I struggled with confidence, a lot, a lot of like insecurities and stuff is just coming in, not knowing who you are as a person. And A lot of times, if I start to feel like less confident in work or around other people, whatever, I just have to remind myself like what I am proud of about myself and like what I actually have accomplished and things like that, and to go for things that are internal as opposed to physical because I feel like the internal things make you feel so much better than the physical appearance. So I mean, like obviously everyone gets insecure about you know the way they look or the way they are that day, but reminding myself, like, I am strong, I am confident, and things like that um, can really, really help, Um, and I've also learned kind of, like, different affirmations. I used to when I would try and, like, reassure myself with confidence. I would always be, like, I am not anxious today, or I don't have anxiety, or I'm not this, or whatever, and instead of saying the word, because I felt like if I was saying anxiety or anxious or whatever the word is, um, I would just not say it at all. And you just replace it with the I am statement. So instead of being like, I don't feel like this day, you just have to say, I am calm. I am confident or I am strong or like whatever it is. So replacing those with I am has always really helped me.
0: Mm -hmm. These are such good tips. I hope everyone's like taking their notes about confidence (laughs) because it's so true. If you tell yourself like I am this way, oh my gosh, affirmations, I just feel like are so helpful and really Guide, you know, how your whole day is going to go. And just focus- focusing on like what's internal and not external. Because I so agree that everyone can get caught up on, you know, comparing yourself to these people you follow on Instagram or, you know, however you look. But if you're sh- sure of yourself and who you are, like on the inside, then that can be enough. How this is getting. Yeah. Deep. <laughs> and like that, that saying that everyone always says it's like you
1: you are the only person that's you and that's like your superpower. It's so true, like no one on this whole planet is exactly who you are like in this moment. And like, you should be so proud of that and like excited about that. Like you're the only person that's you and no like no matter how hard like someone tries or however you wanna be someone else, like you're the only person that's you. And I feel like that's so important. Like people forget because you try and be someone else or be as confident or have the life someone else has when like really, you could make yourself the best version of yourself, but you're like worried about other people, you know?
0: I love what you're saying right now. I need like a full I'm into it podcast episode just <laughs> on you being yourself. I have a comparison episode that is literally, I get
1: messages about consistently to this day. And I'm like, I'm never going to record again because apparently it's my best
0: episode. <laughs> I'm like I'm never doing another episode. Wait, that's so interesting because- I was just going to say I have one episode like that too and I and I think a lot of it is comparison. I think everyone struggles with that the most and I just made a whole episode about like body image and <clears throat> sort of like fixing an unhealthy relationship with food and it was I think my second episode and it's like my number one like every that's the main one that everyone like listens to, you know. Yes. That tells me that so many people struggle with the comparison and everything. I like. know it
1: makes me so sad though because i'm always like i i never want to like perpetuate that you know on instagram and stuff like i really do like try and just make my life be what it is that's why i was telling you i'm so open with like mental health and anxiety and like i have to go to therapy and things like that because i'm like i follow so many people who like i do want their life and i Like, I'm like, oh my God, they have this and they have that. But at the end of the day, it's like, everyone has their own journey. You're your own person. So Mm -hmm. it's really important to like, not compare yourself because you're the only you. So you're going to, I always think it's just such a waste of energy. Like to, you waste so, I wasted so much time like years ago, just being like, I want to do this and I want to get there, like how they're there. And I could have been using all of
0: that energy and time to like make myself better. And I didn't, you know? I so agree with that. And you saying that you don't want to perpetuate it because I worry in that way too. And especially if I'm making content that, I don't know. I feel like typically people would compare themselves to. Like if I ever do videos about like what I'm eating, I'm like very honest. I'm like, listen up everyone. This is so that you have like a fun new idea for your lunch. Not so you can literally compare like, this is what Gretchen eats. This is what I, eat. you know, I'm like, do not compare yourself. Like we are completely different people. I'm like, go get your second serving of pasta. Like everything is okay. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's like, as much as you want to be like goals and like life is so fun. Like I love the comments that are like, oh my gosh, like we could be best friends, or like, I look up to you, you feel like my sister. Like, those comments mean so much more to me than like, I have an aesthetically pleasing living room. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like
0: those so much more. I feel like more genuine in that way. Mm -hmm. I so agree with that. I would much rather have people being like, wow, like you seem like one of my friends instead of like goals, or I hate the ones that are like, oh, wow. Like this makes me feel bad about myself. Now I can't go eat dessert. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Go eat your dessert. (laughs) Don't say that. You know, whatever whatever you want, sweetie. I know. Or like people who are like, oh, like if I only
1: looked like you, I'm like, no, that's not what this is for today. Mm -hmm. Like,
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah. I know. And it's like, cause we know seeing those people that You know, on Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is that like make me feel bad deep down. I've definitely like seeing people stuff and I'm like, Oh, this is making me like feel bad about myself. And I'm like, I don't want anyone to have that experience, you know, with my content like ever. Exactly. Yeah. Brooke was just teaching me about muting people on Instagram. <laughs> Wait, like just muting their like posts or stories. You didn't know you could mute yeah. people? No, like I literally didn't know. She was like, Gretchen, you need to mute people that like <laughs> make you like feel bad. I mute so many I
1: mute so <laughs> many people. Like I, I normally don't mute like their posts. I just <coughs> mute their stories. Like if I'm start if I feel myself getting too like invested and like, oh like I like a, a lot of times to be honest. Um, ever since I started clothing brand, it's with brands. So I used to be like that with people. And now when I see like success of other brands, I'm like, Oh, I really want to do that. Or like, I want to be there. And I'm like, girl, you haven't even been in company for a year. Like you need to slow down. But mm-hmm. I start, you know what I'm saying? It's like a drive for success that you kind of want. Um, yeah. but I don't even have Instagram likes and having no Instagram likes has like
0: been, the best thing ever for me, like, I love Interesting. it. Interesting. So, do you know because I have Instagram likes on my main account, but then like on my podcast Instagram account, there's no likes. Is it just like random, or how does that work? It's just random. So, like, when Instagram announced, like, oh, we're gonna be taking away likes or whatever, like,
1: it was not, it was over probably like a year ago. Yeah. Um, and they announced that mine went away, like, when that announcement came out. So, I haven't had them for like a year, maybe more. Um and originally I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? And I'm so thankful for it because I used to go on people who had similar pages and be like, oh, like they're posting the same amount of this or whatever and they're getting this many likes and I get this many likes or how many and like I, it just was so it was so time consuming. And mm-hmm. like with me, like I can see my likes if I click the photo, but I can't see it just like scrolling on my page. And I like mm-hmm. that. Like I don't spend time anymore, like checking likes or engagement or whatever it is. I'm just like, it is what it is. So I know a
0: lot. That's so nice. And that's so true. Like it just takes up so much time. Like you don't like who has time for that? Uh-huh. <laughs> like comparing same it thing. Like I'm
1: spending so much energy to compare how many likes I had. And mm-hmm. it's like, why?
0: That's so and not then it, it doesn't even really matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is, do you have tips for self-love and self-care? Like, what does that look like for you?
1: Um, I feel like the self-care or like self-love and stuff kind of goes into what I was saying about like self-confidence, just something I'm always like, okay, I need sure that I'm taking the time to actually um, take care of myself. I always take baths. That's one of my favorite things to do for self-care. Self-care, um, journaling affirmations, writing down like I am statements. Um, And then another thing I've been working on is being outdoors. I'm like not a very outdoorsy person, but it's something I've really been working on to like take time out of my day. Like even if it's just having all the windows down while I'm driving to run air, like a walk, it's something that really, really helps me and just feels like I don't know. It just makes me feel better. Um, So those are some of the things I really like doing. I think journaling, everyone should do. It sounds weird Mm -hmm. when you start doing journaling because you're writing to nobody. um, But it's really, it's really good for you
0: hmm I know I only recently started and like simple with like the gratitude and I forget where I heard, but, um, it really helped me like structure my day more when I heard someone on Instagram, I think say they write down three things that they must get done that day. And that's it, like just three so that they don't like overwhelm themselves. Cause I would write like a 20 thing to do list and do like not everything and feel bad. And so I do it like really simple, but it seriously helps so much. And with the affirmations and everything like that. So I love the journaling. And I literally so recently just got into taking baths. Like I didn't for years. And it's like a game changer. <laughs> I love baths. I love I baths. love them Especially though. like,
1: even if you don't, like, I know a lot of people like take baths and they like, don't get on their phone or do whatever. I'm like, I, I honestly can't do that. I love having like a long YouTube video on and I just take mm-hmm. a bath and I like sit the little bath bomb and I just like chill. It feels so good. You exfoliate, do a little mask. I love
0: baths. Mm-hmm. Like they're the best to me. So good. I don't know where I've been and I'm like, wait, this is literally helpful for so many reasons. I always do a face mask check. And then I'm like, wow, like my muscles aren't sore anymore. Cause I was just laying in this warm water. Like life is good. <laughs> It is so good. I love it. play class. like some Leon Bridges. I'm like, everything is yes. good in
1: life. <laughs> Booty music in there.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like this one because we've been on YouTube for a while. This says opinions on how YouTube culture has changed over the years. Um, I feel like when we were on YouTube, we first started. It was very much like if you were very
1: authentic and real and we would just take a quick video and upload it. That was kind of how you grew and made connections with your audience. And in a way, it used to be like the overproduced stuff was always very like, eh, like whatever. And now everything is very edited, overproduced. It's high quality. So that aspect has really changed because really anybody can do it on YouTube. Like anyone can be successful if you have um, just the right, the right, like vibe and the right equipment, like those things used to not matter as much on YouTube. Like you Mm -hmm. could literally take a blur. Like I started filming with a GoPro, like it's actually disturbing and everything was in (laughs) fisheye. That's just what I did. And it's so corny, but it used to be so fun just as a hobby. And I think that I always say this about like not in a mean way, because I love LA, and I really do love visiting, and I just, I there's so many people there that I love, but I think the problem is that a lot of people find their identity in being a YouTuber, as opposed to being a person who does YouTube, and that's like really big for me. Like, yes, I'm a YouTuber, but my identity is not in doing YouTube. I do YouTube, but I'm like a person on the other side. Like, at the end of the day, I'm just a person, who does YouTube. Does that make sense? And I feel like a lot of totally. people in LA get caught up in like, I'm a YouTuber and this is who I am. And it becomes like a character. And that's not necessarily why we started, I feel like in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm. I know it definitely has changed so much. And I love that you said that your identity isn't like being a YouTuber, like your key in first, And I think that comes across so well in your videos and on Instagram, everything like that, that you're just like, genuine and so authentic. And I so try to be that way too, because I think people can be, you know, totally one way on their YouTube and their social media and then very different in person. And yeah, I mean, it has changed so much. Like I just think about when I first started, I didn't even know you could make, I literally started in 2012, like doing YouTube wasn't even like a thing yet. And Mm -hmm. I had no idea you could, I didn't make money for years. Like I just did it for fun. And it, and now it's weird because people go into it being like, I'm going to be a YouTuber. Like that's going to be my business. My friend's a teacher. And she said that her second graders say, they say like, what's your dream job? And a lot of them say, I want to be an influencer or I want to be a YouTuber. And I'm like, what? I'm like, this is crazy. It's It's actually insane. so, So crazy. I mean,
1: and on the flip side of that, like I, I get so annoyed though, like when people hate on YouTube and say like oh the platforms this now and it's just a bunch of whatever because like this morning I was watching a video of Charlie D'Amelio and Mackenzie Ziegler or Ziegler doing their makeup together and they're like the younger generation that is coming up you know on the influencer side and just like the conversations that they were having they're so sweet and they're so genuine and like so cute and positive and I was just like honestly like if these are the type of influencers that are gonna like start to be on all these platforms like that makes me so happy like Mm -hmm. as much as it's grown everyone can do it i'm like if it makes room for more people like that to be like genuine and happy and uplifting and like confident then i'm like i'm all here for it. i think that's so cute Mm -hmm.
0: yeah totally i feel so out of the loop like i don't i don't know like anyone from tiktok i'm like not on tiktok I feel so old. (laughs) You need to get on TikTok. I love it. I live on TikTok. I don't post very much, but like, I love TikTok. I know. I feel like I go on once every couple months and I'll sit there for an hour and I'm like scrolling because I'm like addicted and I feel like my page is all just dogs and like funny TikToks (laughs) and I scroll like forever, but yeah. Oh my gosh youtube culture for sure has changed so i just think about like how videos were back then versus now and how people were so private when i started people had their channels like all their like crazy names like it would be it wouldn't even be like their name in their username you know it'd be like makeup lover one two three or whatever and they wouldn't even say their first name like it was very private and now it yeah like, Totally. It's like, here's my address. Was like trying to be
1: low key. Like, Oh, like I just do YouTube and then now everyone's like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: It's very crazy.
0: And I, that also makes me think, I love that, that you like separate your identity from being a YouTuber. You're just someone that does YouTube because I think so many people too, especially if you start more recently or if you grow quickly kind of thing, it's like, that's like their whole identity and you can become so wrapped up in it and almost lost and then be like, wait, who am I? Like what matters to me? What are my values? So I love that. I bet it's like separate. Yeah. I think for like a, a while, like when I, especially
1: like, I feel like when I was in college and I was doing so much college content, everything was like lifestyle, college, me, fashion, whatever. I feel like you can get super caught up in like what you're doing and I think every not in like a mean way, but you have to have somewhat of an ego to be able to do YouTube. And that mm-hmm. I feel that about myself, I feel that about anyone, because no one, <laughs> no one normal is like, let me talk to myself for however many hours of the day. And people are going to love it. And they're going to watch it. And I'm going to edit myself and i I'm gonna upload mm-hmm. it. I just feel not in a bad way of an ego, but just a confidence, you have to have somewhat of a confidence about you. And I feel like as people grow, it takes a turn and you start to really care only about what you're doing. And in a way you feel like I see certain influencers and I'm like, I just know that they think what they're doing is the most important thing, like on the platform, or they think it's the Mm -hmm. greatest thing on the platform. And for me, even I get like that sometimes where it's like, Oh, this video isn't this way. And I really want to be this way. And I'm like, at the end of the day, like, who cares? Like, I'm like, at the end of the day, like, I'm always just like, why does this really matter to me? And it's one of those things where that's how I kind of separate myself. Because at the end of the day, like, I love YouTube, but it's not, like, my everything, my family, my friends, like, my Mm -hmm. life, my boyfriend, like, those are the things that are important to me. So they should just mix naturally. I shouldn't feel like I'm the most important thing on Instagram. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's not that serious.
0: That's so funny that you said <laughs> that you have to have an ego to do YouTube, but it's so true. Like I'll catch myself this? vlogging and I'm like, wait, do you guys even care? I'm showing you like this new candle I got. I'm like, do you guys care? Okay. Let's keep yeah, going. <laughs> exactly.
1: There, ha- there has to be something like wired in our brain to be like, wh- why do people really care? Like i explaining, oh my God, I was in the Starbucks line I was blogging and I was explaining this morning something about, I was like, oh, I got in my car my windshield was broken. I don't know how it was broken. I'm like, what? I've known, I really have no one else to talk to. I really have this big ego. I'm going <laughs> to sit here and talk to the camera. Like I was just like, this is so strange, but here I am. We do it. So people
0: watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your dream job if you weren't doing YouTube? Oh my gosh. I don't know.
1: Honestly. Um, I, I feel like I've kind of fell into this like clothing brand and I really love it. I really, I really do like, like marketing and things like that. I feel like if I wasn't doing YouTube, I would definitely be like working for some type of marketing, um, thing like that. I always used to really want to host as well, which is why I did sports journalism. Like I always used to want to be on like e-news and like talk about like fashion or whatever it was. Um, I don't know so much if I would do that now, but that was always something I really did want to do. But I really love doing clothing brand work and marketing and stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that goes so well with like being on YouTube. I thought you were going to say something like outrageous. (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I want to be like a pilot. (laughs) I don't no, but I've always thought about being an
1: astronaut, so, no, you know what I thought I was going to do, like, for the longest time, till I was literally in high school, um, was be a forensic analysis, which this <laughs> might be what you thought I was going to say, but I'm, like, super, super obsessed with true crime, like, I know most people are like, oh, yeah, I love true crime, I watch true crime, like, when I was, like, seven years old, I had a suitcase I would roll around with me, and it had a magnifying glass, and it had this little black dirt, and I would put the dirt on the door handles and then tape it. So I would take people's fingerprints off the doors of my home. Like I thought that my career was legit forensic analysis. Like I wanted to do that. I wanted to work with that. And I literally wanted to do that until I was like in high school. And
0: then I found journalism where I was like, oh, I love journalism. But that was something I would love to do. Wait, that's so cute. In another life. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Last question. The dreaded question that everyone hates where do you see yourself in five years? So I used to be super
1: like futuristic goal oriented. Um, Now that I have been in this limbo, I feel like now that everyone's been in this limbo time period, I've been trying to just be like really happy with what's going on right now because I actually think I used to have so much peace thinking about in the future, I'm going to do this and all that kind of stuff. And now I have more anxiety about, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And maybe it's just because I graduated college. Maybe it's because everyone's sitting at home in their living room, but I really don't know. I obviously would love to be like married. Um, I I really want to have a house. I feel like that's something that is a really big like goal for me, um, I am tired of living in apartments, so I would hope I'd be living in a home, married, maybe a couple puppies or something like that. I really <laughs> want dogs, so I would definitely
0: have. I would definitely have a couple dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. What kind of dogs do you want? I love corgis, so I would have. Oh wait, I knew that. I totally yes, knew I have that.
1: corgi everything. I'm like psycho about corgis, and I don't even have one. I have like corgi stuffed animals. Like I have so much corgi stuff, but. I would definitely get a Corgi, and I really want a Great Dane.
0: Like, I love big dogs. They're my, oh my favorite. Gosh. I love big dogs. Wait, that would be such a contrast with a Corgi and a Great know. Dane. I know. I've <laughs> always
1: wanted them to, like, walk side by side, and the Corgi's, like, waddling, and the Great Dane's just, like, huge.
0: <laughs> Did you know I grew up with two Great Danes? I had Wait, two of them. Wait, really? Mine. Yeah.
1: Wait, what kind? I want, like, a speckled one, like a black and white. Okay.
0: I had – the first one was – called fawn i think that's what they call them and he was like a light tan with like a black face and maybe like black paws kind of thing and then our last one was just all black and they're the best dogs they're so sweet I love
1: great danes i wish that they lived longer it makes me so sad but they're so sweet and like i just love big dogs like you can cuddle them and they're just so Mm -hmm.
0: nice (laughs) I know. I think people think because they're so big that they're like a lot of work and need like a lot of exercise. And Great Danes really don't, because they yeah. they're just so sleepy. Because they're so huge. Like I just feel like them being so massive takes a lot of energy out of them. And so you take them for one, one walk all the time. and they're so tired all the yeah. time i'm like i want a great day and he's like well,
1: you're gonna clean up the poop like that's gonna be the <laughs> largest poop ever and i'm like you're so annoying like they're the <laughs> best dogs They're so cute they're so sweet and they're just gonna snuggle you he's like it's too big to snuggle i'm like no you don't understand it's like it's like a human it's a perfect size yes. i can have I it <laughs> i <Like>, think it's perfect <laughs>
0: and they definitely think that they're smaller than they are like our great danes would always both of them if you're sitting on the ground crisscross they'll come and just sit in your lap and you're like no you're literally 150 pounds like ow <laughs> but they think they're like tiny
1: <laughs> that is my favorite thing oh that's my yeah. dream so yeah hopefully in five years or something I have like dogs
0: <laughs> dogs Most everywhere so with kids. I'm morning. like it's fine I'll have a dog <laughs> corgi and a great day i swear i used to see corgis and i would think of you because i knew how much you love them
1: oh because i post them all the time on my stories it's like an obsession
0: <laughs> i love that thank you so much for coming on this is so good
1: of course i'm so glad you asked me i love your podcast and i just i think thank it's you. so cute and fun um so thank you for having me
0: yeah we literally covered so much like we hit everything in i know here. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you in my next episode. Bye.